Sage is fighting the fight. He has fought cities. He has fought counties. Politicians. Naysayers. Hell, he's even fought mayors. Thank you for listening to Sage and the Houseless Movement, a weekly show dedicated to the news and views of the homeless locally and worldwide. And all other things considered homeless? Yes. Broadcasting live from your Alexa device, the Radio Free Network app, iOS, WMBU.org, Many Voices United, and the RadioFreeNetwork.com. And now, from some wooded area in Akron, Ohio, here is Sage of the Rage Lewis. That intro is too long, but I've never had an intro before, and I'm charmed uh, beyond belief. I'm like, oh, my intro. My intro is here. <laughs> but nobody else gives a crap. <laughs> what is up, party people? How the heck are you? It's September. Uh, Hispanic Heritage Month or something, right? Is that what it is? What's that called? Let's see here. Let's see. Hispanic Heritage Month. September 15th to October. Oh, my God. Look at what it did. If you're, you're on video, you didn't see this, but you go and you type in Hispanic Heritage Month and on Google, all these little flags fall down the front. That's so fun. <laughs> National Hispanic uh, Heritage Month is a period from September 15th to October 15th in the United States. We're recognizing the contributions and influence of Hispanic Americans to the culture history and achievements of the United States. I have one question. Where is my Hispanic Heritage Month Festival? Do I have one in Akron? I'm sorry, these things just amount to me going out eating awesome food. I'm sorry. But, I mean, that's part of the heritage. Is it racist to go for the food? Do you know what in Akron it is this month, this weekend? Uh, you're getting this on WMVU on Saturday. It's still going on. The Greek festival. That's kind of like a Greek, uh, heritage thing. Oh, wait, they always give away a puppy. <laughs> Is that what Greeks do? Have you ever been to it? They have like this, 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 this auction or something for, and there's always a puppy that they auction. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that's Greek. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, okay, here's six powerful books we should be reading. Let's do it. Okay. Uh, Unbound, My Story of Liberation and Birth of the Me Too Movement by Tarana Burke. When We Make It by uh, Elizabeth Valesquez. Uh, for brown girls with sharp edges and tender hearts, a love letter to women of color. That's nice. And then you got some books for your kids. Um, what do you guys think of all this? Do you like the the cultural uh, diversity that is happening in America? I love it. I'm sick of white guys. Look at me. I'm looking at myself right now. I'm just over it. I'm so over white guys running everything every time i go into a suburb and 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 it's like just all white people running the mcdonald's running the 
Walmarts. I'm like, gross. I just can't even. I just, I'm done with it. We've had our, we've had our run. Okay. It was white guys that came over here. Let's break it down. Okay. White guys came over here to uh, America. Christopher Columbus. What did he do? He raped and pillaged. Okay. Didn't thought he was in India or something. <laughs> he was an idiot. He didn't even make it to Columbus. He made it to the, I don't know, the Bahamas or something. Right. Then uh, white people started coming to America, and what did they do? They raped and pillaged. They utilized the uh, resources of the Native Americans and then, uh, you know, trailed tears their asses out west. Took them to the Black Hills, and then rumor was there was gold in them, their hills, and then they kicked them out of there, and then the white people found out that there was no gold in the Black Hills, and then they lost interest, but they did not give it back to the Native Americans, of course. Okay, so it's been Whitey running the show since the beginning, right? We can all agree to that, can't we? I'm not uh, overemphasizing that uh, fact, am I? It, there were brown and red people. I don't know why Native Americans are considered red. I don't know. Do they like being called red? I'm not sure. Probably not. I don't know. They're brownish. I don't know. <laughs> and we just annihilated them. So, yeah, Whitey's been running the show over here forever. And may I say... Uh, uh, it's been a mixed bag. <laughs> a mixed bag. I love what Whitey has uh, done for science, and not that other people haven't, but we Whitey has allowed science to propagate. This is only at the... Uh, 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 anything that happens in the United States is at the uh, pleasure of Whitey. Okay, you know that's true. If Whitey doesn't want it, then it ain't happening. So we have to be thankful that Whitey allowed uh, science. <laughs> so I like that. Um, we made a bunch of billionaires. I think that's cool. I'm not a big fan of billionaires, but I'm not anti-billionaire either. I don't. Ah, it's complicated. I'm not going to get involved in that conversation. Um, there's a guy I know who runs the, uh, um, uh, do you know this place? The um, Community First Village? Community First Village. Show some people some pictures of this. It's in outside of uh, Austin. Yeah, outside of Austin. And uh, it's just this beautiful place where they've, uh, made basically the best campground ever for homeless people. Costs about three hundred dollars um, a month to live there. And the guy Alan Graham, who's friends with billionaires, says he likes. He believes that uh, he's connecting the two most hated people in America: homeless people and billionaires. <laughs> I think that's pretty funny. 
And he is. He's true. He's giving the billionaires an opportunity to spend their money helping homeless people, which I say, awesome. Um, so, you know, I don't know. Anyways, we've built some cool buildings over here. Whitey's allowed that. We have some cool uh, colleges over here. Whitey's allowed that. Whitey's allowed some renewable energy to seep in slowly. <laughs> but then I mean, it, it starts getting real thin real fast, if you ask me. <laughs> uh, women. Yeah. Whitey doesn't like to give a lot of, doesn't like to give women a lot. Uh, vote to right, rights to vote. That came pretty late. Uh, now, you know, Texas, Texas used to love Texas. I got this hat from Texas. I might have to leave that. I might have to quit the hat because, uh, Texas has become a total burning pile of shit. Uh, now they're going to allow people to civilly sue anyone that helps anyone get an abortion. That's a special kind of hate. Uh, they have outlawed all, um, sleeping on, in all public spaces in all of Texas. It's an anti-homeless bill. And, uh, there was one other, let's see, it was women. Um, oh, and voting, of course. How can I forget? Voting. They don't want anybody black voting. <laughs> so fuck you, Texas. That's what I say to you. You're a fucking steaming pile of horse shit. You're rotten hell. Now I got to change my hat. <sighs> my hat. <laughs> But this is the way of all institutions, right? Like um, the Catholic Church. What a steaming pile of shit that place is. Every, every time you turn around, it's just more of murdering and raping kids over there. Well, obviously giving women no rights at all, yet allowing women to basically run the whole fucking thing. So fuck the Catholic Church. But have you ever read any Catholic writings? Holy shit, Thomas Merton. Oh my God. Oh my Lord. Oh, I, I'm reading a, a book right now from uh, Richard Rohr. God, I read it so slow because every word is so delicious. Oh, so many wonderful Catholics. Uh, he reminded me of uh, Flannery O'Connor. Oh my gosh, what a devout Catholic she was. Amazing writer. Died of uh, uh, complications from lupus. I have a connection to that because my wife has lupus. Um, and of course there's great things in Texas. I mean, I just showed you Community First Village. <laughs> there's a space station down there. Not a station. A sp you know, NASA's got a spot down there. Have you ever had Tex-Mex? Holy crap. Amazing. Amazing. So then you're inclined to be like, well, you got to take the good with the bad. I was just showing somebody that like Hitler, 
loved animals. <laughs> he cared for animals and he didn't like smoking. He tried to end smoking. You're like, well, you know, he had annihilated millions and millions of Jews and 500,000 uh, Roma, which are gypsies, basically homeless people. But you, did you see what he did for animals and smoking? <laughs> so, um, I, I, I'm, I, I like reform. I like reform. That was what Martin Luther wanted to do with the Catholic Church. He, like, put up his things. He felt that the Catholic Church was just taking people's money and saying that if you, you could buy your way into heaven. And he's like, that's kind of fucked up. And he just was going to um, want to reform the Catholic Church, but then ends up creating a whole other movement. And ultimately, I think, like, comes out and eventually says that the Pope is the Antichrist. <laughs> And everybody was so upset when Sinead O'Connor burnt the picture of the Pope and she beat, I mean, Martin Luther beat her hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years ahead of her calling him the Antichrist. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um. So what do we do? They're all screwed up. Every one of these org anything, any organization that starts protecting itself, um, becomes corrupt and evil. I haven't seen one that hasn't. Show me one that hasn't become corrupt and evil that tries to protect itself. I haven't found one. And so then what are you going to do? You're going to burn down uh, every organization? You're going to end up with nothing. They all are corrupt and evil. I mean, PETA kills puppies in their basement. <laughs> um, burn the world down, says Omi. <laughs> I mean... That was basically what um, Endgame was about. Endgame. Uh, who was that guy in Endgame? The, uh, uh, the, the evil dude. What The guy that... Um, why can't I remember that guy's name? Um, the evil guy in Endgame... The Avengers movie basically just wanted to er eradicate 50% of all life in the universe. Um, I, well, uh, Omi's never seen uh, Endgame. I, um, I don't know if you are a uh, Marvel or a DC person. Um, I'm both. I'm more of a DC person because I like, um, you know, Batman and Joker and that sort of thing. But I am... I'm definitely down for watching uh, uh, Marvel movies. We're actually right now watching all of these Marvel movies in chronological order, not by when they were made, but by when they happened in life, and they fit together brilliantly, brilliantly. Um, so for some reason, I can't remember the guy's name who was the evil character in there. What, 
God's killing. You know, this is how my show starts just like, okay, hold on. I know. I know what to do. Endgame villain. Thanos. I had it right before it came up. Thanos. Yeah, Thanos, he gets the Infinity Stones and he eradicates all of life in the universe. Half of life, half of life, because he's basically an environmentalist. <laughs> Did you know that about Tenet? There's a confusing movie. I just watched Tenet for the second time. Apparently, the future is having a war with the past because they're pissed off at what we're doing with the climate. Interesting, right? Um, so, you know, there it is. Like, isn't that potentially the largest uh institution right now that is doing the most damage the global institution of energy literally destroying our habitat <laughs> um destroying our habitat that is like probably the most evil and corrupt thing you can do considering that it could significantly eradicate all life on planet Earth. Potentially. Probably won't, but we know that it's not helping. And just look around. The weather's getting crazy out there. More flooding. You know, I'm not going to try and convince you. Like, I'm not going to try and convince you that the uh, <laughs> vaccination is safe, which it is, and I'm not going to try to convince you that humans are uh, uh, significantly... Uh, contributing to global climate change, which they are. <laughs> if you don't believe that stuff by now, then we'll just have to talk about something else. That's all. I don't hate you for that, by the way, if you believe those things. I'm just saying uh, we're not going to get anywhere trying to have that debate here. <laughs> but so, so if you don't believe that humans are contributing to global climate change then i guess you don't have to you then you would you would not believe in my premise that uh that is the greatest um apocalyptic existential corruption perhaps in the history of humanity right maybe so um uh don't do comic movies, says Omi. Hey, it's Joyce. Hi, Joyce. It's so wonderful to see you. Um, so they're all corrupt. They're all evil. If you can name one organization that's larger than 10 people that is not corrupt, please let me hear it now. <laughs> I don't think you can do it. And the reason is because then the organization becomes more important than the people it is meant to serve because we have to save the organization at all costs. And that's what causes the corruption, that the organization takes priority over everything else, saving the organization. So um, they're all corrupt. So I don't believe we can destroy them all. So I'm just kind of like, well, let's try and reform them. I mean, if we take Omi's uh, suggestion that we burn the world down, I'm down for that. If we're going to go on a revolutionary 
uh, burning of organizations, sign me up. But I'm also not. I'll, I'll go. I'll go. I'll 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 bring picnic food, <laughs> signs. I don't know if I'll try and burn things down myself. I kind of lazy that way. I don't know. Do you think I have this question? Do you think if you were at the uh, the Capitol on whatever day that was, January 6th, that you would have walked into the Capitol building? Like, let's say you're, you know, you went to support um, Donald Trump, okay? Like, I don't want to hear, I would never support Donald Trump. That's not the point. You're there. You do support Donald Trump. That's the hypothetical. And everybody starts walking down to the Capitol. Would you have gone in? I really need you to try to imagine if you would have. I think I would have. Um, would I have taken a souvenir? I don't know. You wouldn't have, says Omi. I don't know if I would have. If I believed what they believed, okay, I believed that the government... Uh, had a um, false, I'm a pussy, says only, <laughs> um, uh, uh, that the government uh, put the wrong guy in office, that the, the vote was corrupt, okay? You have to accept that. You have to accept that you believe that because they believed it. I don't know if they believe it anymore, but they did believe it, and I, I truly, to my heart of hearts, believe that Donald Trump still believes it. I believe it. So you have to imagine you believe that, okay? I thought Gore should have won. Well, there you go. Good point. Gore technically should have won. I think you got into something, Omi. I think liberals are kind of pussies. I, I, I yeah. Same thing for me in 2000. Wouldn't have stormed the Capitol then. <laughs> So I will say this during Black Lives Matter, I went to several protests and I walked down the middle of the street. I sat in the middle of the street. That was illegal, right? That was illegal. I did that. I held up traffic. Um, so what would make me not walk into the Capitol? Like, obviously, it was it was it was open for everybody. If you weren't in the front row doing all the heavy lifting, by the end, uh, there was old woman being escorted down the stairs of the Capitol. Oh, yeah. Here, look. Watch this. Okay. So here are, here are, uh, these are... Uh, this is a video of pro-Trump rioters escorted down the U.S. steps of the U.S. Capitol by police. Let's see here. Okay, here they go. I would say that they're not escorting. I would say that they're kind of slowly moving them down. Although I did see an old woman. Being, oh, yeah, no, no, here she is. Here it comes. Oh, that, there it is. There it is. Okay, so here's this guy. 
Here. Uh, this cop in, in, in riot gear holding the hand of this woman being escorted down the steps of the Capitol. Which is very sweet. And then here's some guys over here chatting up the cops. But really, the name of the story is this one cop is holding the hand of the Trump supporter lady who's being escorted down the steps. Uh, everybody's friends, kumbaya moment. So, um... <laughs> pretty interesting, right? Like, um... Is it possible that many people felt that it was fine to do? I'm not sure because I am not a Trump supporter, and I, I do believe that the uh, election was legal. And, and um, I didn't go to D.C. for that protest. But I think I would have gone into the Capitol. I think I would have. Look at me. Look at me not go into the Capitol. Of course I would have. But Omi makes a point. Uh, Gore didn't win, and us liberals didn't turn out. We just like, man. We give up too easily, don't we? I think we do. I think we give up too easily. <laughs> So, um, there's a point to all this, believe it or not, believe it or not. Um, the reason is because my book is coming out, the homeless activist on probably no shelves, September 28th. Oh man. Um, if you go to the homelessactivist.com, and uh, sign up for news a newsletter. You will get special offers for my book. I'm giving. I'm gonna on September 28th, my birthday. I will be 50 years old. I am uh, gonna give away have giveaways. I got stickers. I got. I don't even know what I'm giving away. But you should add your name to the list. Here, the homeless activist. I'm gonna put that. Here, I'm going to put it in the chat. The homeless activist. Go there. You go over here. You come down. You put your email in here. You're going to get a lot of good stuff. Okay? You go to thehomelessactivist.com. Now, the reason I bring up all of this is because I have been trying to be more sensitive to my feelings. Um, my friends have been helping me with understand my feelings and I've been trying to understand my feelings and I am here to say, I don't like it. <laughs> I was living a very fine life where I just buried my feelings and moved on. Now I have to sit around wondering, what is that feeling? How do I feel about this? How do I feel about that? And invariably, it takes me to a terrible, yucky place that I don't want to be. 
I have no proof whatsoever that dealing with my feelings is, is a good idea. But now I can't turn it off. Um, once you see them, you can't unsee them. You ring that bell, now you got to see your emotions all the time. So, um, I've been thinking about how I feel about my new book. Hey, how do you feel about your new book? A lot of people ask me that question. How do you feel about your book? And I'm here to tell you, I don't feel good. <laughs> I'm not enjoying the feeling. I'm not enjoying it. Now, it's not because I don't think the book is decent. I honestly do. Uh, thank you, Fredrin. That is, Fredrin shared that link. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I feel that the book makes a compelling argument. I thought it through thoroughly. I have edited it pretty well. Um, I am happy. What is up? Tug Massa in the house, my brother. It's so good to see you, Tug. Uh, Tug Massa says, rock star activist for our houseless acronites. That's so nice of you to say. Speaking of which, Tug Massa has a killer. Drop a link here, Tug, will you? An amazing new um, addiction recovery center here in Akron, Ohio. Uh, Tug has uh, has been a long time uh, positive force in Akron, um, and I we're going to have to. Uh, he's suggested that I uh, arrange a time to come over, and I will because I want to see this place. I've seen some pictures in the Beacon Journal, but I want to see this place in person. That's what I want to see. There it is. Thank you. Uh, AkronHouseRecovery.com. AkronHouseRecovery.com. So here we'll I'll show that on here. Uh, about about Akron House Recovery. Akron House Recovery is an intensive outpatient, incidentally beautiful website. Uh, love your logo. Uh, Akron House Recovery is an intensive outpatient and day treatment program delivering evidence-based interventions and therapeutic modalities to improve the life of those suffering with addiction and mental health co-occurring co disorders. Interesting, right? Addiction and mental health. Hey, man, likewise. Tug says, thank you for all I do. You're welcome, Tug. And likewise, right back at you, buddy. Um, co-occurring disorders. I love that. We're committed to a comprehensive treatment environment that promotes individual group and family therapy as well as holistic approaches. The goal is to work with individual, with the individual, meet them where they're at, and engage the client in their personal community. So there you go. Uh, and then, um, so if you got mental health issues, which we all do, then you qualify. If you got addiction issues, which a lot of us do, then you doubly qualify, and you should come over here and sign up and get into uh, – uh, Tug's Akron House Recovery Program. He's got PHP, IOP, OP, and mental health. And here's the team. I don't know these people. There's Kate Smith, licensed professional, has worked in mental health substance for 10 years, and Jared Pyle, licensed uh, chemical dependency counselor. Mike Stewart's coming soon, and so is Adam Chase. Chase, Chase. I don't know how you say that. Where's your name, Tug Massa? Anyways, it doesn't matter. Tug Massa rules. You can also refer outside. Okay, I like it. I like it. Thank you for sharing that information, Tug. Feel free to drop your link whenever you want, buddy. Whenever you want, my man. Um, 
So, yeah. Um, I spoke on a panel this week, we.net. They're a group of awesome people that help the world. And uh, I'm not that important, says Tug. Whatever, whatever. <laughs> you make shit happen, Tug. You do. You absolutely do. Um, uh, I just was such a negative Nelly on the, uh, on the call or on the webinar. Everybody was like, Oh, things matter. I matter. We matter. We can make a difference. I'm like, there's no, I've never seen any evidence where we can actually make meaningful change. <laughs> And like, that's where I was with my book. I'm just like, I don't see, I don't know. I mean, how do we make systemic change? I mean, that's what I want, right? Like, yeah, I shelter some homeless people and I uh, try to help homeless people when I can. But to my mind, I am just a Band-Aid on a, a hemorrhaging, bleeding wound. Like, you know, there's blood everywhere, and here I come with my little Band-Aid. Bleep, bleep, here's my Band-Aid, and blood is just flowing it over like the Niagara Falls, you know. And I'm like, but I put a Band-Aid on it, and I'm tired of that. And I'm not tired of doing the Band-Aid work. Incidentally, that's another thing. Like, when I feel blue down, I just go help people. I go and hang out with my homeless friends because it makes me feel good. So then I'm like, great, you're just, you're not, you're just doing this crap for yourself to make yourself feel better. And I'm like, screw you, Sage. <laughs> um, I'm just doing the best I can, Sage. And then the other Sage is like, no, dude, you're a loser. And I'm like, I know I'm a loser. So what? And they're like, why do you even bother? Because otherwise I'm just going to sit inside just eating and being depressed. I'm going to get out here and do some things that makes me feel better. And then that Sage is like, yeah, see, you're a loser. So anyways, so like, so, so I don't feel, I mean, it does make me feel good to help people, but then the, the next level of me is like, well, then are you only doing it just to help yourself, Sage? You know? Uh, and I'm like, so what? So who gives a crap why I do it? I'm doing it. Homeless, some homeless people, not all, <laughs> a lot of homeless people hate me. Some homeless people are thankful for me. There I go. So that's it. I'm doing the best I can. Mostly I do it because it makes me feel good. Uh, it's a terrible, disgusting truth. But then I'm like, well, then why did you write the book, Sage? Because what I really want to do is change the system. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, about that. You're never going to change the system. Did you hear I have a new uh, agenda? I got a new agenda, okay? Uh, I live right around the corner from the Starbucks here on West Market. Starbucks in uh, Pershing and West Market. I got a new thing. When I'm coming from uh, the west or the east side, usually after helping my homeless friends, uh, I oftentimes get stuck in traffic that has spilled out onto West Market, which is the busiest street in Akron, Ohio. They have... They have now made West Market, um, Starbucks has made West Market part of their drive through lane when they're busy. And uh, it just is a yet another highly selfish uh, 
egotistical asshole move that some people are doing. How dare you think that I and the rest of Akron need to wait behind you as you wait in line to get into Starbucks. You are a selfish asshole. So I'm like, what can I do about it? And I'm like, I'm going to start a protest. And so what I did was I sit there, I sit behind them in my Ford F-150 truck, and I just lay on my horn. I lay on my horn. Sometimes I get tired of just holding the horn, so I go, bam, 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 bam. You know, I do all kinds of stuff, and then I'll stop for a second because I feel like the erratic nature of my horn adds some triggering behavior or feelings, and I do that. Uh, until the person either moves, they never move. In fact, I usually make them so mad that they refuse to get off the street. They'll just sit on the street then because, you know, they have a right to sit on West Market for their fucking overpriced burnt coffee. So, uh, and then my idea, I came home to my wife. I'm so excited about my new idea. I'm like, oh, honey, I got this new protest I'm doing. It's so amazing. She's like, oh, tell me about it. And I tell her and she's like, and then I'm like, and then what's going to happen is either I, somebody's going to either get really beat up or shot. And since I am a, a, a not, since I'm a physical pacifist, it's going to be me that um, either gets beat up or shot. And then, then I'm going to win. <laughs> and then they're going to put up a sign and they're not going to let people uh, do that anymore. Joyce, you're so sweet. Joyce says, you were always helpful with Robin and I. Thanks for all your help. That is so, so sweet, Robin. Joyce, thank you. Thank you, honey. Um, she's like, dude, you're not going to. She's like, you are such an egotistical, pompous. Now, she didn't say pompous, but she did say. She's like something along the lines of you have, you think too much of yourself. Something like that. And I'm like, what do you mean? This is such a silly little thing. I can't change this. And she's like, no, you're not going to change it. And then I call my best friend from college, Jamie. And he's like, dude, this is what's going to happen. You're going to get shot in front of Starbucks. They're going to shut down Starbucks for that day. And then the following day, they will open back up and nothing will change. Nothing will change. You literally can get murdered for the cause of trying to tell people to stop being so selfish using the busiest street in Akron as the extension of the drive-thru lane of Starbucks, and you will not make any change. And I'm like, fuck me. Fuck me. They're right. You can't make any change. And I, it really hit me. Because then I thought about my book and I'm like, I'm writing this book to create change. I'm not going to create any change. I'm not going to do anything. And then I've thought about all the years I've been fighting with the city 
all these years. And nothing has changed. I heard about some group that uh, some high school kids that went to uh, see Dan Horgan, the mayor, and the, one of the kids bravely asked Dan Horgan, what are you going to do now that there's no tent city? And he said, you don't know everything that's going on. There's all, there's a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes. Basically like we're not doing, we're not changing. And then he switched the conversation to try and get more people into Akron. Like that's all he wants is he wants to increase the population of Akron. It's like his only goal in life. He doesn't care what happens to the people in Akron. He doesn't care if they're being shot, they're starving, their schools are failing. He just wants more. He wants more of them to do that. <laughs> and I'm running for mayor in 2023. And uh, you'll see they'll like message that I'm some sort of wacko that uh, isn't realistic or, you know, Sage has a good heart, but he's, you know, he's out there. He's, he's crazy. Something like that. Um, and nothing will change and nothing will change. We had an American revolution. Remember that? No taxation without representation. Remember that? That was basically some rich white guys upset at some other rich white guys. The poor people never got into anything. They were just allowed to fight the wars for the rich guys. I mean, George Washington was like one of the richest guys in Virginia, right? The slave owners. You know, like these guys that are anti-slavery. I missed a lot for a call. Oh, that's okay. You know me, same old, same old, Omi. Um, it was just rich white guys upset at other rich white guys. It sounded good on paper, right? No taxation without representation. And then they made a democracy, which in or a republic, whatever you want to call it. I don't give a crap what you want to call it. Um, where the people are supposed to have the say. People don't have the say. But it's genius because people think they have a say, but they don't. They don't. They're just given a Republican and a Democrat from the system. And those are the only options. That's why it's a two-party system, because you can only pick from the two parties. You know, the other people won't win. That's how they, that's how they take away your freedom or your choice. They give you they give you the choices, and um, then there's no choice. You know, there's no choice. Um, they fight every outsider tooth and nail. Um, hey, polyamorous, because we need to lower the voting age. Oh, that's, yeah, you have always said that, haven't you? Um, I would prefer that convicts people in prison get to vote they're still we are uh, ranked choice voting is a good idea i would like to see that i would like to see any change any change um so nothing like i don't i just don't believe in change i don't believe it can happen i've never seen it and so, like, for example, Black Lives Matter, the largest protest in the history of America, 
They wanted to defund the police. Then they were shamed and scolded by the Democrats who supposedly uh, supported them for saying such an, a terrible thing to defund the police. So they were scolded by the Democrats for that. And then what they got? More police. They got more police. Uh, we may be far away, but hope you get it. Oh, thanks, Joyce. I'm going to try like hell. I really am. Um, democracy can still work if you can get over the apathy uh, and complacency. Um, I'm going to try. I'm going to try. Um, so the... Um, I... I'm just at a point right now where I don't believe I don't have any hope that things will change, but that does not stop me from trying to create the change because you see the thing about change is that you can only do you. Okay. You can't change other people's minds. You ultimately can't, uh, do anything that other than what you can do. If the system changes in one way or another, that's great, and you should try to make it change, but you also shouldn't get uh, too discouraged if the change doesn't happen because that's not ultimately on you. It's not. There's too many moving parts. Um, and so, you know... If I spend my entire life, the next 50 years, I'm going to be 50 in uh, September, September 28th. If I spend the next 50 years, because my family tends to live till be 100, um, just sitting in Akron trying to get the, the uh, right for people to live in their own city, regardless of how much money they have and how much you hate them because you don't like their... Uh, life choices or, or addictions or whatever. You don't like their clothes. You think they're white trash or, you know, thugs or they live in the hood or they're super predators, which was a, a phrase that uh, went around during the last Joe Biden era. Um, so if people had more experience voting at 12 years old in multiple elections, we'd have better voters in the long haul. I don't know how I feel about 12-year-old voters. I think like the people that are that we have should be voting more. <laughs> voter turnout is typically really low, but as you can see, voter suppression works. Makes it too hard. You don't know where to vote. The timing is rough, blah, blah, blah. So, you know, um, highest voter turnout ever, right? The last Joe Biden, Donald Trump election. Second highest voter turnout ever, Donald Trump. First highest Joe Biden got more voter turnout. Turns out <laughs> elected officials don't want that. They don't want more voters. They don't want more voters. They want the right voters. <laughs> they want the right voters. And so um, that's that, right? Um, so but what I do know that I can change is you. <laughs> Systems I'm not so sure of, other than burning them down, as Omi suggested, but I'm too lazy and I don't know. 
Yeah, I, maybe burning them down. I mean, I like the burning down idea. If we're going to go on a burning down rampage, I'll be there. Like I said, I'll bring some muffins or whatever. But um, I, I'm too old to be burning shit down now. I'm 50. I'm 50. I got to sit in my chair, man. Um, I like your idea, Polyamorous. I'm not. You should fight for what you believe. Definitely rank choice voting for sure. For sure. Um, so, yeah, so don't let me stop you. Um, I love it. So, so, but I do think you are manipulatable. <laughs> I'm sorry to say it, but I do think you are. I think I can I can coerce you to change your actions. <laughs> How's that for more pessimism? That I believe I can I can manipulate your thoughts. But ultimately what I'm trying to do is to manipulate your thoughts to do things like run for office, vote for God's sake. If you can't run for office, get your ass out and freaking Fill in the goddamn dot. Buy my book. Help homeless people. Help puppies. Help something. For God's sake, help something. Everything needs help in this world, especially in America. We are, like, I think probably one of the most cruel, uh, go-it-alone civilizations I could possibly imagine. I could possibly imagine. And... um, Sorry, I just had to look at my stupid email. Why would I do that in the middle of a show? Now I have to look at my phone. Anyways. Okay, so um, everybody needs help in America, which becomes the great gift of America. America, and it fits really nicely into um, the idea of um, um, reincarnation America does. Because I believe people are reincarnated into America, which is a selfish cesspool of um, hate and selfishness. Did I say that five dozen times? It's just cruel and selfish. That's what America is, cruel and selfish. 100% it is, and you know it is. But the people of America... Not all of them. Some of them are obviously cruel and selfish. You see them all the time. But many people are not. And usually, my friends, you are the non-cruel and selfish people. And so I believe, truly believe this now. I, I was, I, I'm just going to put it out there. That we have, we screwed up in a previous life, and we are sent to America to right the wrongs of our past life. We were too selfish, too egocentric um, in our past life, and so we have come to the training grounds of America to redeem ourselves, to go back into a less selfish um, life form the next time around. That's what I believe. 100% believe it. And if you don't 
get it this time. You just stay in America until eventually you finally get it. And you might become a billionaire in America. You might, you could be a billionaire one life. You could be a homeless person the next life. You could be a a, 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 um, a sex worker, a middle manager, a Taco Bell worker, life after life after life, you know, a factory worker. You get to try them all until one life you wake up and you're like, this is not right. This, I know one thing, what goes on in America is not right. And so in that regard, I believe that perhaps America cannot change. That it is a training ground. It is a classroom where souls come to work on becoming less selfish. So what about that? What if America is not meant to become a place that is less selfish? It is meant to be a place that is cruel. And uh, Polly Emmer says, I'm at a Kent Courthouse right now watching your live with colonizer Ali, David Gilbert. <laughs> um, sweet. I don't know who that is, but I love anytime somebody is accused of being a colonizer. They probably are. I love that word, colonizer. It's good. Uh, land back. Nice. Um, I do love that. I love that word. Yeah, so, so perhaps we are not meant to change the system of America. That perhaps America is meant to be this uh, place of great wealth and great poverty and great cruelty and great selfishness so that we can react to it. And that's what this book is about. Not changing the system, changing you. Changing you. Because I don't know that I'll ever be able to change the system, but I have a big feeling I can change you. <laughs> I think I can. I think I can make you more giving, more conscientious, more compassionate more insightful, more enlightened, more of understanding the colonizers, more of trying to be sensitive to other people, and particularly people you don't like being sensitive to. Particularly, a lot of my liberal friends don't like conservatives. I got that sense of, I was listening, and I don't want to put words in their mouth, but I got a sense of the uh, poor people's movement. They were, I thought they, I don't know, it was indirect, but it seemed like they were talking about how this is this old trope of uh, conservatives vote against their own interests. I hear that. Is my book available at the library? I don't know yet, but it probably will be. It's technically not available until September 28th. But polyamorous... Please um, go over here and add your email to my email list if you haven't already, okay, at thehomelessactivist.com. That link will work too, though, by the way. 
Oh, darn it. Darn it. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I forgot to turn off the dogs. I forgot to. Hey, hey, I'm finishing up a show. Shush. Shh. Shh. Forgot to... Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Like we're under attack. Like we're under attack. It's the mailman, dummies. It's the mailman. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. What kind of show do I run where the dogs, I forgot to put the dogs away? Idiot. I made it almost through the end of the show. Um, you, I can change. And I believe that. 100%. 100%. I have the power to change at least some of you. <laughs> I have the power to open your mind and heart to find compassion for people that you don't want to find compassion for because those are the only people worth finding compassion for is the people you don't want to have compassion for. Oh, yeah, I remember what I was saying about how conservatives vote against their own interests. If you believe that, you don't understand conservatives. You don't understand what it means to be conservative. Um, they have no interest in being a part of your... Uh, liberal elitist sex cult called Democrats. <laughs> you guys love to have sex. You love to do drugs. You love to just fucking walk around in, you know, half naked all the time. And uh, that's not their values. Uh, Polly Amherst says I should put up some flyers at the Kent Co-op grocery store. Ooh, flyers is a good idea, Polly Amherst. Good idea. I'm going to think hard and long about that. So if you can't understand why conservatives vote against their own interests, you don't understand the first thing about conservatives. And conservatives are not racist. They're just as racist as you. They don't give a crap about, uh, thank you, polyamorous. They don't, they're country people. They don't think about racism. Okay. They're thinking about economics. You're thinking about race because you're surrounded by race in your world. You're surrounded by the Black Lives Matter movement. You're surrounded by all of this stuff. So race matters to you. Race doesn't matter to them, but it doesn't make them racist because they're not into the racist thing. They're not into thinking about race all the time. It doesn't make them racist. Are there racist? Hell yeah, there's racist. But most conservatives are not racist. They're just people living in the suburbs, living in the country, just wanting to live a quiet life. They want to go to church. They want to go to their ice cream socials. They want to grow their corn. They want to grow their soybeans. And they want to stop being having Democrat liberal propaganda jammed down their throat every time they turn on a TV, the Internet, or the radio. They're sick of it. All right, everybody, I love you, have a great day, and I will see you next time. Thank you for listening to Sage and the Houseless Movement, a weekly show dedicated to the news and views of the homeless locally and worldwide.